This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm talking with Michael Gregg, a library associate at the Lansingburg branch of the Troy Public Library, but we're meeting at the main branch. Michael, why are we down here instead of in Lansingburg? Well, first of all, it's good to see you, Bria. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in the big storm that we had a few weeks ago, the Lansingburg branch experienced a pretty terrible flooding event. Um, and we will be closed for the time being while we make repairs to the building. Um, so all of our staff is currently operating out of the main branch. And I know that um, your colleague was saying that the children's area got especially hit? The room is basically divided into two parts, and the entire children's area is what has experienced the flooding, yes. That's a shame, because you guys just redid that area recently. We did, not even six months ago. We put in a brand new carpet, brand new shelving units, a bunch of furniture. Yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate drag, but we are looking forward to being operational very soon. Okay, so despite the problems, you're here Ernst is here, and we are going to hear about a couple books you suggest people read. What's the first one? So the first book I'd like to recommend, I've read a couple years ago, and my girlfriend is currently reading. It's a sort of a show business memoir, but not kind of the price of fame horror story showbiz memoir that has been coming out a lot recently, like the Britney Spears book, or uh, Spare, or I'm Glad My Mom Died. This is um, Satan is Real by Charlie Leuven. He was one half of the Leuven Brothers, which was a legendary country duo in the 50s and 60s. They're probably best known for like their close harmony singing. They were like a real pioneer of like two voices moving closely. And they influenced a lot of your modern day like country folk and Americana artists. And this memoir charts the rise and fall of the brothers' partnership largely due, at least in the telling of Charlie Leuven, who wrote the book, to his brother and partner Ira's alcoholism and boorish behavior. But I don't want, this book is a hoot. Um, it really feels like you've pulled up a chair at a bar and initiated a conversation with some old guy who's got the greatest stories to tell. So it kind of starts, you get a little bit on childhood, and then it charts their rise through playing all these tiny halls to bigger halls. And he's, he interacts with every famous country music person of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and he's got a wonderful story for every single one. It is laugh out loud funny. It is a little dark at times with some of the content uh, that his brother brings to the table. But it's just a really great, juicy, gossipy show business memoir. It reads like a breeze. It's very conversational. And you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll be done with it in an afternoon. I was looking at the cover of it, and it has a backdrop of a red Satan and fires and then these two guys in front of it. I had never heard of the Leuven Brothers, uh, but it says the most influential harmony team in the history of country music. Do you think this is something, I know you're a musician, Mm -hmm. do you think this book is something that people who aren't musicians might still appreciate? Oh, absolutely. I want to stress that it's a rollicking show business memoir as much as it is about uh, the music industry. Um, And yes, I will say it's got a very interesting cover. That is one of their album covers. And I think that's why you've never heard of them before, is they... They had a focus on religious music for a while that I think makes them a little unpalatable to today's audiences. Um, Maybe unpalatable is the wrong word, but a little out of fashion. But the music is beautiful. But when it comes to the book, it is just uh, a real great ride of a show business memoir. And like I said, it's breezy, it's fun, and you will enjoy the read from start to finish. 
I love the words breezy, fun, and enjoy. Before we, we started taping, uh, Michael and I were talking about how everybody has had a pretty grim December, so this is a good idea. And the next book? Well, I did say to you that I was starting, I was trying to bring some light, easy reads, but this next book is called The Skull. Um, but it is, it's a children's book, but I think it is very appropriate for adult readers either. It's kind of hard to categorize. Um, it can be enjoyed by adults with kids or without kids. And it's not really a chapter book. It's a picture book, but it's very long for a picture book. And it sort of reads like a fable. Uh, John Klassen is the author, and he's probably best known as an illustrator. He works with a lot of today's most in-demand uh, children's authors to illustrate their works. But he's also pretty famous for his hat trilogy of picture books. Um, any parent is probably familiar with, I, uh, what is it, I Want My Hat Back, and We Found a Hat. They're great as well. Um, but this reads sort of like a darkly tinted fairy tale, and it tells the story of a child fleeing some kind of unknown danger, and she stumbles upon an abandoned mansion and forms sort of a friendship with the mansion's only resident, a talking disembodied skull. It's adapted from an Austrian folk tale, but Klassen has kind of taken out all of the details and really pared down the story to its essentials, which I think really helps the narrative. Um, and he does these beautiful watercolor illustrations that both contribute humor and pathos to the telling of the story. I, I think it's really beautiful both, you know, visually and prose-wise. So we've got a yin and yang here. Satan is real being laugh out loud funny and the skull sounding a little, little uh, scary. I, 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 I want to caution that it's not a grim tale. I mean, it, you know, it stars a skull, but it's not a particularly grim tale. Um, but the skull is smiling. Yes, the skull, well, as, as smiling as a skull can be, missing a lower jaw. Um, but it, it's a great story to read with, with your children, but I think lone adults will be drawn in by the art and touched by the story. Um, and since we're in a library, I would like to plug the fact that Klassen uh, was inspired to write this because a librarian just pulled a book off the shelf and said, I think you'll like this folktale. Uh, and I think that speaks well to the job that we do here at Detroit Public Library, inspiring authors all the time. That's great. Okay, so as uh, Michael first pulled out the books, I, th I saw Satan is Real and The Skull and said, you know, this is not October, right? <laughs> the next one, the title isn't quite along this. Possibly scary, but it's still a little eh, not pick-me-up. <laughs> Our next book is called The Stench of Honolulu by Jack Handy. Um, so when I was prepping for this, I was going to recommend Werner Herzog's new memoir, which is titled... Every Man for Himself and God Against All. And I do highly recommend Werner Herzog's new memoir, but I thought it might be a little too dour for the proceedings today, as we've all had a rough December. So I thought I'd, I'd pick a comic novel. Uh, listeners may remember the name Jack Handy from Saturday Night Live in the 80s and 90s. He used to have those deep thought segments. Um, but I think you'll be surprised to learn that he's a real person, uh, not just an invented, even though that's the silliest name in the world, Jack Handy. <laughs> and since retiring from Saturday Night Live, he's become a prodigious author. And The Stench of Honolulu, I would say, is kind of his magnum opus. It's a rollicking fever dream of a novel, I guess is how I would describe it. Um, it follows this unnamed narrator who's sort of this 
idiotic, narcissistic, lightly psychopathic person who's going on a vacation to like a horror show version of Hawaii. I'm sorry, can we get that description of that character again? Sure. Uh, An idiotic, narcissistic, lightly psychopathic narrator. How about that? Which we can all relate to. Absolutely, yes. Um, A plot is really a secondary concern for the novel. It's really... Um, the, the plot is a way to string along an incredible and insane collection of jokes and bits that uh, just bl- you will blow through these 200 pages and your stomach will hurt by the laughing that you do. If it's okay, I would like to read a quick selection from this one to give readers a sort of flavor for Jack Handy's sense of humor if you don't remember him from Saturday Night Live. Sounds good. We have about 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, Don made me swear on the Bible to keep the whole thing secret. I went and got my Bible. Inside, I had carved out the shape of a gun in the pages. That's because if I ever get a gun, I'm going to hide it in there. If I'm at home when a burglar breaks in, I'll say something like, Is it okay if I read my Bible while you're robbing me? (laughs) Who's going to say no? That would be crazy. And then I'll open the Bible to the Ten Commandments to say, Thou shalt not. And when the burglar says, Thou shalt not what? I'll pull out the gun and kill him. (laughs) Okay... So those books, again, are Satan is Real, The Skull, and The Stench of Honolulu. That was Michael Gregg for Troy Public Library, usually at the Lansingburg branch, but today from the main branch. Do you have an idea of when the Lansingburg branch might reopen? So I cannot give a date or really a timeline, but uh, sooner rather than later. We are, work is being done as quickly as possible. Quick response is hard at work repairing the building, and I hope to be in there as soon as we possibly can. Okay, thanks a lot, Michael. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.